are you? Good, man. How are you? Good. I'm doing well. Um, I really enjoyed the movie. I appreciate it. I was it. super excited about it. When did you get to see it? Um, I saw it. It was at the festival. No, it was. Um, I think it was a week ago. I did, there was like a screening in SF. At, oh, there was cool. some screening room, and I got to check it out there. But yeah, I was really, really. And where, what, what is it? What's SF? Um, San Francisco. <laughs> oh, just just in SF. Yeah, period. sorry, so oh, okay. sorry. I I, I wasn't sure if it was like <laughs> some university here. So. No, no, no. I have a really bad habit of saying either SF or San Fran or something like that. So, no, no, yeah. San Fran. San Francisco's a mouthful. Yeah, pretty much. Um, well, I guess I wanted to start with um, something that I, I guess I'd read in an interview about in an earlier interview about this movie. Um, you'd initially stated that you did this movie with the goal of writing a story about the internet and kind of the anxiety that you kind of faced when you did it. But you obviously settled on the story that we see now with Kayla, but what were, I guess, I'm really curious to know what some of the other iterations were with maybe earlier characters and other kind of starting points that you began with before you got to the story that we see now. Right, I don't want to say too much because it could end up being an idea down the line, but, but, but <laughs> no like, worries. yeah, it was adults. It was everybody, it was a bunch of people, like, I was just looking at everything, like, oh, could a person that has this kind of job be a way to explore this? Could a lonely 24-year-old guy living in his mother's basement be a way to do this? Yeah, could a 30-year-old yeah, yeah. whatever do, you know what I mean? Like, and then it was like, when I found her, it was like, and I probably won't use those ideas, because it was like, when I found her, it was like, whoa, like, okay, everything is being, this feels, this is the first one that feels as intense as I want it to feel, because of course the stakes for a kid are just inherently so much higher. Yeah. Because it's high to them. And I wanted to just make a subjective movie where you felt what you were, where you felt what the character was feeling, and like no one feels more intensely than a kid. So. Yeah, it's really strange to see like the parallel of how when we were in middle school, like within that like, several years ago, where it's just kind of like you think several years ago, yeah, <laughs> where, yeah, you think things are, where you think things are so hard, and then you kind of see it now with how every 13 year old has not just like MySpace or when which is what I was at least yeah, or what I had to yeah yeah um, but now it's Facebook and Instagram and Twitter not and, Facebook even yeah not even just Twitter it's Instagram and snapchat it's just ridiculous how like how much more pressure there is to now have to show not just a little part of yourself but every little bit of yourself yeah in every moment yeah yeah that's the thing is like myspace it was like make a fun website what like what's your profile picture what are your friends what are your interests what are your music listening and to? then like instagram and twitter is just what do you look like what do you think what do you look like what do you think what do you look like what do you think those are intense deep deep questions so i just think the internet asks much deeper questions of kids now sort of exposes very raw base soul level type stuff did you ever think that there would be social media stars like Instagram stars. I know. I, I know. It, well, well, it makes sense. It's like, what's strange is that it just like stars and celebrity. It just, it, it just the floor has dropped out. It used to be like celebrities and all these things were like on Mount Olympus and we were all down here. And yeah. now it starts at one like and ends at Kim Kardashian. You know what I mean? Pretty like, much. But that's like really scary to know like it's all existing in the same space. So it's like I think kids are starting to view themselves and each other in the same way that they view celebrities like as commodities, as narratives, not relating to them as, as people in the real world. It's very, it's very weird. Yeah. There was, um, there was a part in this movie, there were a couple little things in the movie that I had, I guess I wanted to base this question around, but I heard you talk a little bit in interviews about how you really wanted everything to be super real from the extras that were in the classrooms to 
the lighting on the phones being real and having her actually be on the internet when she did it. Yeah. I remember in a stand-up special you had done uh, years ago called What? <laughs> where, nothing's real. Yeah, there was, oh yeah, that's right. There was a joke where I, I remember you were talking about, like you made a joke that referenced a Hollywood agent calling you and telling you to like, you know, write something that the kids like, like write a song about Facebook <laughs> or something like that. It's hilarious. When did you become aware about like I guess things that were ingenuine or kind of cringeworthy like when the teacher does like the oh dab and saying well it's so funny like too because like when we posted the trailer like a lot of eighth graders like actual eighth graders that watched it had no idea that it was self aware they'd be like <laughs> you know, they'd be like oh my god like it's gonna be lit cringe and I'm like yeah we're actually portraying cringy adults yeah. like. Like, they don't get that, like, they couldn't imagine that a movie would actually intentionally, yeah. like, not be shoehorning that stuff. But, yeah, that was important. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've been aware of it my entire life. Like, you know, the pandering sort of corporate things that either, well, well either adults do personally or, like, you know, you watch a Subway ad and they're like, man, this buffalo chicken is lit. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, so, it's so painful. And, and it was part, part of it in the movie is to give voice to this sort of, way the internet is usually talked about which is by crusty old people that have no fucking idea what, yep. what, 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 exactly. what it's actually about so like that was the thing to go like this is the way the internet's usually talked about and, and, and this movie is the way we're going to actually talk about it which is just hopefully more honest more granular it, it, the internet's not about hashtags and, and memes the internet really is about something way more subtle and, and, and hard to describe which is just like the kind of the way you feel about yourself and other people and it, 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 it it's not as yeah it's yeah like, instead of just like mad living references in you know yeah. what I mean? that's what I feel like people are just like shoehorning like hashtags into it's just so weird when people when you see exactly like you said like the crusty old people have no idea what the fuck you're talking and about and they write it well they also the worst is when they write for kids and then the kids oh. sound like not kids like yeah. every teen movie like kids say like hashtag blessed no kid is saying that out loud I've never ever. Heard someone say that. And if that. they are, they're like making fun of someone that would say that. Yes. They're making fun of the fact that they're saying a hashtag out loud. So, so people just don't understand it. So, and that's what kills me. It's like watching a movie where I'm seeing like actual kids delivering <laughs> lines. Where I'm like, these kids know this is bullshit. I mean, they 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 know this isn't right. They know that this isn't like. They know what they're. They know they would yeah. never say this stuff. So. You know, that was the whole point of the movie was to just, you know, listen to the kids and let them say what they wanted to. You know I mean? I told the kid, shout out whatever you want. He was like, LeBron James. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so like, it's real because it is real. I mean, it's like what, what, he, what he would say, so. Yeah. Um, I also, I came to understand that there was a point, that, and I didn't even know this until I started doing research for this, that you felt like you were burning out with doing stand-up. And I was curious to know if there was anything in the process of writing this movie that, and writing about yourself as a subject where it maybe prepared you for taking on subject matter like what's in eighth grade. Because mm. I remember the internet playing a role in mm. some of your stand-up and things like that, but and that you've directed stand-up specials before and things like that. But I was just curious if there was maybe something that when you were doing stand-up that kind of helped you prepare for writing a script and kind of taking on a feature film. Yeah, definitely. Well, more psych... Yeah, well, it's interesting. Um, well, I mean, I've been, been floating around these ideas for a while, but like... It was more like I was doing stand-up and I was just so desperate to not write about myself. I was so desperate to not have to be clever every five seconds. Yeah. So it was more like it prepared me, but not like in the traditional way. It prepared me in the sense of like when I, when I could then finally write something a little more sensitive and not as dark or whatever and, or not as cynical or not as written. Yeah. It was like just poured out of me. You know what I mean? So it's like it prepared me in the sense of like I got very tired yeah. of that form <laughs> of expressing myself. But like... Working on my specials, directing specials, 
yeah, that, that definitely prepared me as a filmmaker, for sure. There's, there's a sort of preciousness to filming stand-up specials, and you, know, you have to make one look be really good and one room be able to be filmed for an hour. So you learn how to... And you learn, in stand-up specials, you are just serving the comedian on screen, so you really learn like, to, how to serve the person on camera, which is... Uh, oh, wow, hello. Oh, there's ice. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... I'm good, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, in terms of preparation, yeah. That, that's sort of the more prep, preparation was just, yeah. like, I was sick of my own face. So when I got to write about someone that didn't have my face, I was very excited. <laughs> um, when did, I guess, when did the idea for this movie first start? Like, when you maybe kind of start, first started spitballing around the idea um, of the film and... It was right after I finished my... The special what I did in 2013, I was very, so to that early 2014, I was like very sick of stand-up and I just was like, I want to write something I would enjoy writing. I just want to write for the, just for the purpose of enjoying writing, like not really worried where it's going. And so I wrote it very, very quick, um, like a first draft in like two weeks. Wow. And then, um, yeah, and then as I started to try to get finance, try to get it made over the next couple of years, I would always return to it and update it because things would get very dated very quickly because like <laughs> apps are changing and... You know, I mean, who knows? She probably had a live journal when I started writing it. No, she didn't. But, but I'm saying, like, it's like, you know, you had to, like, keep an eye on the tech because it's changing so quickly. Friendster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's like, ask Jeeves how to give a really good, you know? Pretty much. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, touching, I mean, touching a little bit on that, that was something I didn't even think about is just how rapidly everything changes within social media and within the world of the internet. Do you think, like, uh, I guess as time goes on, do you think that this is something that, like the social media aspect of mm. it, do you think that'll be something that's still kind of the same within five years from now? Or do you think no, that no, and, and that's the thing, like we weren't, some people are worried about the internet because they're like, it's gonna date the movie. And I'm like, every movie's dated. You know what I mean? It doesn't, yeah. so we just waited until the very last minute. And then we, when we filmed it in July, 2017, we're like, this movie takes place right now. So let's put all the shit up. Well, actually, should have taken place June, 2017, because that's when she graduated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We filmed it a month later than when she would have been. but. Um, yeah, and it was just no fear. Yeah, like in three years, maybe there's no Snapchat, no Instagram, no whatever. Will there be nervous people that feel nervous about the way people react to them? Yes. And like that's what the movie's really about. How does she feel about herself? What is she wanting from other people? The, you know, the, 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 the um, uh, actual specifics of the internet, the apps and things are, are conduits for those things. But... I'm saying I look at Barry Lyndon and I can get really affected by a movie even though he's writing a letter on ca by candlelight. Yeah. <laughs> Not just because we don't have candles and letters doesn't mean I can't relate to it. You know? Yeah. So, so, um, but a lot of a lot of people are very phobic about the internet on camera because they worry it's going to date it. I'm like, well, it's like a time capsule. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. exactly. it's like the themes are still relatable and they will be down the line. But just mm. whatever's going on, like you were saying with Barry Lyndon, it's mm. he's the theme of whatever he's working on still translates. It's just. You're not yeah, it's like it, it, what the letter's really about is I love you, I miss you. You know, it's not about like, wait, what do you mean? I don't even understand how he loves her. He's writing on paper. <laughs> writing on paper. You know what I mean? Like, like well, that's completely irrelevant. Um, there were so, the, given that there were scenes in the movie that show these varying levels of, there's varying levels of emotional intensity. Like I. I'm not comparing them, but I'm saying yeah, like yeah. there's where she gets up and she does karaoke, and that's a really big, terrifying moment. But then there's the scene towards the end where she's in the car mm -hmm. with the guy. 
Were there any scenes that you found to be a bit more difficult to portray and capture, if that makes sense, like in terms no, you're of totally getting right. that emotional intensity? But, but you're totally right. You should compare those. You know, that, that, that is the hope is that like it doesn't matter how the moments sound to us. It's how they feel to her. So uh, uh, moments can feel – moment one moment that we know is intense can feel just as intense as something that we think is very normal but she feels is intense. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's specific ones that, I mean, the, the, the car scene was definitely, you know, one that had to be approached very, very sensitively and just communicate a lot with her and uh, her dad just, but, but yeah, it was all the real intensity, like the actual intensity on set day to day was when there were a lot of kids and it was like, like her walking down the hallway, yeah. like a two second shot of her walking down the hallway in the middle of the in like the beginning of the movie is like as intense a day as we ever had just getting kids in a hallway to look like they're <laughs> like not gonna run into the like we're not gonna run them over with a dolly like that was a yeah. huge thing like making sure kids didn't drown in the pool like that was like that was sort of the most stressful stuff yeah um and because Elsie and I worked well together and she's just so smart and she can really snap in and out of things very easily I don't have to like manipulate her I don't have it doesn't have to be a really intense set in order to get her to places but there are also very comedic light things in the movie that were treated very seriously like the banana scene or whatever like that was a closed set oh you know yeah I mean? that's right I'm saying it's a very close like I wasn't we weren't laughing on set because it's inappropriate I'm saying it's like it's a, 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 a charged scene for a kid so we I kind of got the crew together and said like I know this is a funny scene we make no jokes today no you know and we take this very seriously um but yeah, it was all. That was the whole point. It was always striving to be intense. Always striving to be as big as as it felt to her. Absolutely. Um, given that everything that occurred throughout this film, I kind of wanted to pose this. I don't want to call it the devil's advocate question, but just kind of a different. I guess maybe a different take on it um, in regards of social media. Do you think that social media for kids like Kayla could one day become? A benefit, like a beneficial thing, and actually help alleviate some of these feelings of anxiety. Or you do think that the film is really saying that the internet and social media really only exacerbate those feelings of panic and not having confidence? Yeah, I, I, I really, I don't, I don't want the movie to have a stance. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah. I, I feel like the, you know, the more I learn about the internet, the less I'm certain about it. There's really great things about it. There's really toxic things about it, um, and also like. Some, a lot of things that talk about the internet talk about it in a very sort of teacherly way, like instructive and, and like giving a TED talk. And I don't want the movie to function like a TED talk. You know? yeah. I, want, I want the movie to do exactly what you just said, like inspire that question in your head. You know what I mean? I, I want, it's the audience's job to, and the, to, to wonder and Absolutely. think about it. And it's much theirs as the movie. I don't want the movie to have a point of view other than just presenting the sort of raw facts of what it is. I have my own thoughts on it, but it's not the movie's thoughts. Those are separate than the movie's. I try not yeah. to even impose my own thoughts necessarily onto the film. The movie's uh, like another separate being altogether. Yeah, it's just the movie's just trying to present it neutrally and say like, this is what it feels like, but I don't know what to do with it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the movie's <laughs> existing on her level, not the internet's level. Absolutely. And this is the last question. Um, if there's only if there's one thing or maybe an, an idea that you hope audiences walk away with after watching Eighth Grade. What do you hope for that to be? Um, I don't know. Maybe just uh... and if you don't, it's cool. Like it's kind of going back because you kind of answered it a little bit earlier with how you didn't want the film to necessarily have a stance. Yeah, I said no, but it's. I, I just hope people. I just hope a conversation is had about about these things. That's a little more subtle. The conversation starts to be had about 
what what it may be about what it means to be alive and the internet that's a little more subtle than Russia. We're talking about the internet in such big terms and maybe, you know, it's not just about the internet, but I just hope maybe just with a deeper understanding of, of kids and what they're going through and just having a subtler conversation about it. Definitely. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate bro. it, bro. It was thank you. Yeah, great. yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it.